Welcome back to the show. This is the Ultimate Playlist Podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm Dietrich. <laughs> I don't know. That's We're going going. I, yeah, I got to say it more enthusiasm. And I'm Dietrich. There we go. Yay, Dietrich! Woo-hoo. With the pizzazz, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Jazz fingers, baby. Jazz fingers. <laughs> right. So, uh, this is episode 24. Keep that in mind. That will be important later on. Uh, what we do here on Choice Tracks is we have a side A and a side B. So, side A, we have a theme, um, and then we pick uh, songs that go with that theme. And then side B, we do a full album review or one of us picks an album and everybody else uh, listens to it. So um, we're going to go ahead and go to side A and drop that needle on side A. All right. So I picked the theme for this (laughs) episode um, and I picked uh, Oscar nominated song. Um, What did you guys think about that theme? (laughs) So. Oh. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't watch the Oscars, but whatever. Okay, I'll be honest. After, because it in my mind it seemed like a good idea, and then once I went through Oscar, and so we were doing Oscar best, like original song, but we were doing nominated or best. You know, didn't necessarily have to win. Um, Yeah, it is weird. (laughs) There's songs that didn't win that you thought would win. There's songs that weren't even nominated that you were like how are they not nominated at all <laughs> so um yeah the, the cami in my mind it was a good theme but then in, in practice like it didn't turn out that well <laughs> so let me give you an idea so on the i picked um the 80 what is it, the 81st um, Academy Awards, okay? Just to give you an idea of how weird this was. Now, they did do some rule changes and they did fix it, but um, there was 60, was it 69? Yeah, there were 69 eligible songs that could have been part of the nominees for uh, Best Original Song. There only ended up being three, and two of them were from the same movie. <laughs> So it's it's a weird thing, and it's they did they recently fixed it so that now based off of the number of eligible songs, it you'll get a different number of of songs that are actually nominated. But it's just weird to go from sixty nine to three, and then from there have people pick their best song. So um, the song I picked, I originally thought about picking up this song for two of our other topics. So we had done a topic of best. Uh, or, or for Disney songs, and then we had done a topic for montage. Um, and this song was on my short list for both of them. Um, so the song I picked is uh, Down to Earth by uh, Peter Gabriel, uh, and it's from the movie Wally. We're coming down to the ground. There's no better place to go. We got snow upon the mountain. Um, the reason why I had almost picked it for those other two is because it's um, it's a it's a kind of a post-credit montage, began credit montage, where it shows uh, the humans returning back to Earth, and then them you know getting thinner, and then fishing and growing plants and all this. And it's interesting because it it starts out with the same elements of 
the whole rest of the music that you hear throughout the whole movie. Um, and so it's interesting that it starts with that element and then it goes through. Um, the other interesting thing is I'm not sure if they had to put that montage in there in order to give Wally a happy ending or whether you could just ended Wally with them in space saying, let's head back to Earth and not show what happens. But I was curious if, if you guys thought that, like, for the movie Wally, you needed the montage in order to get a Disney happy ending. But, uh, anyways, um, the song I picked was Down to Earth. So, what'd you guys think? Oh, um, and I guess I should go back. So, the, the other two songs that was up against uh, was um, uh, the two songs from uh, Slow Dog Millennia in there. So, uh, Jai Ho was the one that won uh, the best song. So, um which, don't get me wrong, that's a good movie, that's a, a good song, but I think, you know, it, it was, it's, I think it won because of how unique it was. I mean, you don't hear very many Bollywood <laughs> songs <laughs> for Academy Awards or Bollywood movies, so I think that's why that song won for that year, because it's like, eh, we'll, 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 we'll let Bollywood <laughs> film <laughs> have its Academy Award, and then... You know, maybe it'll be another hundred years before we do another one. <laughs> so, so uh, I was going to wait to say something, but after that comment, I need to say something immediately. Uh, gotcha. No, Sundog Millionaire and Jai Ho should have won, and I'm glad it won. It is a better song than your choice. Okay. I'm sorry. I, no, I I'm know. Sorry. I know. I'm, it was, I'm not. It's much more unique. Uh, yes. And and a better song and the right song won that year. Of okay. the three that were nominated, I think that was the right choice. So gotcha. I, I disagree with you, Tash. Um, but I'm gonna just I'll, I'll like the song itself that you picked though. I don't I the song is fine. Um, right. I just I just don't think that it was it should be best original song. Right. Uh, and it wasn't. So that's good. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, I like I like Peter Gabriel, and I thought the song was fun. It was unique, has a nice sound to it. I like the choir that's used in it. Um, yeah, I mean, the song the song's good. I haven't seen Wally in forever, so I vaguely recall the montage that you're talking about. Um, I I didn't actually watch that that scene in the movie for the podcast, but I've of course I've seen Wally. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the song's good. Uh, but again, I don't think it was it was best original song. Uh, right. But, but yeah, the song the song's fine. I mean, I when I started hearing it I, again, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this song. Yeah, it's it's not a bad song. Uh, right. Just just don't love it, but it's good. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's it's satisfactory. No, I, exactly. So, I got you. Some dog millionaire had the better song. <laughs> That's fine. Because I and I actually went and listened to those other two songs, you know, just wanted to make sure that, you know, those were the, the better songs. And I still think both songs are not nominated from Slumdog Millionaire. I still like more than Down to Earth. Oh. <laughs> no, th that's fair. And, and, and I'm going to later on mention like some of the, the other eligible songs that didn't get nominated. <laughs> but but yeah, so but. Yeah, no, and I can agree with you, but I'm just saying that it's it's interesting that it's the like why hasn't more Bollywood films made Academy Awards? That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, 
Well, I think Slumdog Millionaire isn't necessarily a Bollywood film. I mean, it's still a studio movie directed by Danny Boyle, who is Irish. Oh, gotcha. Or British. I think he's Irish. So, yeah. Or maybe Scottish. He's from the UK. <laughs> Somewhere across the pond. That's right. Right. So, anyway, yeah. All right. Um, what I'll say is, yeah, this it's it wasn't gonna be Slim Dog Man year. I'm just sorry, it's no. But um, as far as it being a great song, you got my vote on that. It was definitely a great song. I love Peter Gabriel. I, I actually like the growth in the song because if you haven't heard Peter Gabriel in a while, you know, he, in the '80s he had one specific style of music when he was coming out with, and then um, he's he's definitely grown and 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 so forth, but. But this, like, it was a it was a good feeling for me. It, it, you know what? This almost put me in. It almost put me in Lion King realm. That's how the song came across to me, and that's that's how the feeling I got from it. Where you know, like, damn near every song from Lion King was one of those songs that could make somebody feel something. This was this was one of those songs. So I see why you picked it, Taj, because it was a good pick. Um, you know, was it going to be the best that year? No. Flat out, no, but <laughs> but at least it was a great song in competition to be with. So, I right. mean, they they did a good job there. So, all in all, I'm I'm pleased with it. Good pick, good trick. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know if they pick. Um, so, I, like I said, I don't watch the award shows. Really, I've seen them a little bit. But Peter Gabriel's a great artist. He's he's been around forever. He's iconic. Um, I like a lot of his work. I like his, you know, his sound, his voice, everything. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Did they do that? Do you guys think that they might throw a bone to Peter Gabriel more so than throwing that to the Wally? You know what I mean? Well, I definitely think the Academy is known for giving nominations out to certain people who've never been nominated before, or they made a mistake in the past. And so they they try to clear their their error by nominating someone that probably shouldn't have been nominated. I'm not saying that this song shouldn't have been nominated. And I can't really think of any Peter Gabriel song from any other film that was original, you know, that uh, I mean, I, I know because even like in Say Anything, those songs were from his album, I think from So. So, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah, but I don't know. I think I think the song, based on its own merit, deserves to be nominated for sure. Yeah, just based on its own merit, not comparison to anything else or any other situation. Just just on that alone, it's a it's a good standalone song. Yeah, and I can see like where you're coming from. It looks like it, it was contending against like a lot of big songs from big movies. Slumdog Millionaire was pretty big. I haven't seen Jai Ho. Or Jai Ho's the song, right? Jai Ho's song yeah. from Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. Um, the Wrestler I haven't seen. I know that was another one that was a contender. Oh, The Wrestler was a good one. Um, but I haven't, you know. I like movies. I just, you know, some of these movies I haven't seen. And I'm like, I like, the, I like it when I find out I haven't seen a movie. And then when I find out there's a really good soundtrack, um, that's even better. But then, then it like you're saying, it blows my mind when they don't pick it for for an award. It doesn't like it might get nominated or might not even get picked for a nomination when it's a really good song. But like for whatever reason, 
like from what I'm hearing, like, you know, from other people talk throughout the years and like I've, I've heard them talk about the award shows on like, you know, like big radio shows and stuff like that. But um, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what exactly it is, but they, it, maybe it's like, you know, that particular actor or that particular song was done by an artist that they just really wanted to have that year. I was like, it was your turn. But yeah, I thought it was a good song for sure. Gotcha. Okay. So, all right. So I guess I'll go ahead and um, turn this over to Damon. What was your song? Oh, okay. Um, So, (laughs) No Time to Die is a um, James Bond movie. And this is, uh, I've talked about this artist over and over again, you know, for different reasons. Just gave her a mention. But uh, Billie Eilish did uh, the song No Time to Die. And I didn't realize that it was her f- that first of all, I, did, I didn't know that no t- that the James Bond movies, this is like the first female artist for like the uh, I guess like the opener song. Like no. usually it's okay. no. 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 No, <laughs> I thought. Yeah, I thought there was plenty of female artists for the theme songs, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. See, this is what I was reading, but yeah, that's that seemed like bullshit to me. And I remember there being a lot of female artists too. But uh, yeah, Billie Eilish is she's very young. She's I think she's just turned twenty. Um, but her uh, brother Phineas is a really big producer. I think we talked about this a little bit in other episodes, but uh, we're talking about it again. So. Um, yeah, I think that's to me that seems pretty legit. I like the movie a lot. I really like James Bond movies in general. We've all talked about this, you know, before. But uh, um, the song really, you know, it's really captivating. It's a slow, but it's like I don't know the the, the lyrics, the music, the end to the song is like very James Bondish. They really captured that, and I mean, I, I wouldn't think that. I would, wouldn't think that they wouldn't be capable of doing that. So it's really cool to hear uh, Billy Eilish do a rendition of uh, a theme song for James Bond. And it's, I think it's I think it's like her first single to, to hit the charts in the UK, if I'm not mistaken. But I could be wrong about that, too. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I think it's like it does it does make a, a few firsts. So anyway, what do you all think? So, um, reason why I went with you was because, well, I think it, so at this time, we don't currently, in case you guys know that this is off of the current year's Academy Awards. So there's, we don't know who the winner is. What's interesting is the same year that, uh, from the songs I picked, Quantum of Solace was one of the eligible songs, but never got nominated. And what's crazy right. is the other two movies, Skyfall and, um, the other one, uh, both of those have won best original song for 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 the Daniel Craig's uh, James Bond. So at the time here, it's kind of like it seems like No Times to Die is like odds favorite to win. <laughs> Possibly, I don't know because so far every other Daniel Craig's original song is won except for Quantum of Solace, right? Um, which I I think is weird. Um, it was a good song. The, the only. <sighs> The only thing that threw me off, and 
and I mean no offense, but I'm just asking because Skyfall is Adele. Like, and Skyfall is like a really good song, right? This one kind of, it felt like she was trying to sound like Adele. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. I just, I think it was a good song. I just couldn't tell instantly there was Billie Eilish singing it. Yeah. No, I, well, I I think I've listened to a lot of Billie Eilish, and I think that uh, – no, it's Billie Eilish. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, I know that Adele's had uh, voice training from um, another artist that was uh, spotlighted on her show from Dietrich. It was uh, – what was that again, Dietrich? is Orange – why am I forgetting the name of the band? Uh, emotional oh, oranges. Emotional oranges. Yeah. So the uh, one of the one of the artists in that uh, band, she's like a producer, right? And she's also like a voice trainer and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, she's the vocal coach. The vocal coach. So there you go, vocal coach. Um, I needed some help on that, Dietrich. I appreciate it. And, Not a problem. <laughs> and I think. Um, Maybe she even, you know, had done some work with the same vocal coach. I know she also, so Billie Eilish is also, uh, she's a big fan of a lot of different artists that are like around her age or like, you know, around the time that, you know, she started doing her music. Other artists, you know, maybe a little bit longer in the, you know, in the field, but um, she has a lot of idols. And I think, you know, that could definitely, that could definitely be, part of what you're hearing too maybe she is adapting some of that you know a lot of other uh artists do, are doing that too and it's fine um, yeah you know what i mean okay. but yeah a lot of there's there's like a lot of her her idols uh, i'll probably mention on the show i'm sure but uh um, okay. no I, I yeah i see what you're saying like i do have a like i like both those artists and i think right. that i tend to kind of gravitate to the similar artists like a similar sound, you know what I mean? Like Best Coast and some of these other bands that I've I've spotlighted kind of have a, the same vibe. And uh, but yeah, Billie Eilish is is awesome. She was just on SNL. I think she just did her first her first appearance in SNL. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, but yeah, I could take on that, um, Tosh. So, what do you think, Brandon? Um, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I, I think it's one of the weaker Bond songs. Um, I, I'm a big Bond fan. You know, I, I have soundtracks with all the theme songs from the Bond films. Uh, and of all the 26 Bond films that have been made, this would probably be in, like, my bottom 10 for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, I don't like it. And I know it's probably going to win Best Original Song, but I I just can't get behind this one. Like, you know, there's so many Bond theme songs that have been nominated and have been nominated or have won that are so much better than this song. Um, and the, like even the the Adele one is 100 times better than, than this version. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, and it's like, if you would have picked a different Bond song that's been nominated, I would have been totally behind it. You know, like Live and Let Die was nominated. You know, like Paul McCartney's Live and Let Die is a better song. Um, you know, like uh, that's a nobody good song. Does, nobody no does it. Nobody does it better by Carly Simon. That was nominated. 
Um, you know, so, now you're going old school. Yeah, I mean, you can't no, go wrong I, with that. You can't go wrong with that, right? But I'm just saying, like, there, like, if you would have picked a different Bond song that had been nominated or have won, I would have totally been behind it. But this just to me is one of the one of the weaker Bond songs, and I, I don't know. I just I the, my favorite parts in the song are when they're using samples from other Bond songs. You know. I'm like, right. oh, that's from a different Bond movie. And I like that better than when she starts singing. When she starts singing, I'm like, nope, not interested. Are you just not and, a fan of Billie Eilish's music in general? Like, you just don't I, like her music? I, I mean, that would be... I'm not, I, I have not... For me, I, I haven't really been impressed. But I also don't... Okay. I don't listen to her. Yeah. And when I do hear her or I see her on SNL, I just don't... It's not for me. But I get, I get that she's popular, and that's fine. So I don't, I don't, yeah, I, okay. I don't know. Maybe I just haven't listened enough. But if that's if that's what Billie Eilish sounds like, I no thanks. Um, I'm not interested. I think I think she's <laughs> right. she's talented, but I just like I, what bothers me too is like this is the last Daniel Craig film, and that's the Bond song that we got. <laughs> so. Well, I think uh, okay. Well, I mean, I, maybe like another artist like Lana Del Rey would have been I, really good. She's actually no, well, a fan of Lana Del Rey's too. I think they've done work together. What they should have done was just bring Adele back. Bring Adele back. Adele, Adele, you know what? I'm a fan of all of those artists. Like Adele is awesome, and her new album's great. Um, but I think uh, I, or, I think that really has really did a good job though. Or they could have gotten all the other artists from the last four bo- like last four Daniel Craig films and just made a group. And then, like, like we are the world of James Bond, (laughs) right? right, Something like that. So, anyway, I know it's probably going to win best original song. I just don't like it. It's not. I. I just. I can't get behind it. And it's. It's. I think it's more to do with the fact that there's so many better Bond songs, and that you should have picked. And because you didn't, I don't like it. You you know what's sad? (laughs) So. So just to give you an idea, you know what's sad? I looked it up to check and see. Goldfinger was never nominated for Best Original Song. How is Goldfinger not nominated? <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's a little harsh. It maybe isn't as bad as I make it out to be. But I just wanted it to be better. And because it wasn't better, I'm being a lot more mean about it. <laughs> All right. Oh. I wanted, uh, I wanted more. I'm disappointed in it. I mean, I think, I think Phineas, her brother, is really, he really is a talented, you know, producer. I mean, he knows his shit, you know. And I think that he's been a really good, uh, you know, like bandmate for his sister. I think they're they're both in the same band. So I mean, yeah, you know, stuff like that. Like, I, I think they deserve it. I don't, like I said, I don't give a fuck about this award show. <laughs> So, yeah, I, so I, you know, and I realize we don't know if it's going to win. It might not win. It probably I, won't win for you. I, real, I realize now, too, <laughs> that I haven't gone yet. So now I'm just going to get I'm going to get roasted when I when I do my song. <laughs> so I should have I should have just cut my mouth shut. Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> nah. <laughs> so, uh, tell us how you really feel, Brennan. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, so. When you were talking about it, you you started going in on it, and I was like, you know what I was thinking in my head? It goes back to Ren and Stimpy 
when you had the horse that they, they would have a cup of coffee and mm, no sir I don't like it <laughs> that's exactly how you would cook no sir I don't like it I don't like it no sir I didn't like it so here's how I, I take on it I'm really trying to see where they were coming from with it. First of all, I love the melodic feel of it. Um, I I definitely yeah. understand why they why Billy I sung it the way she did because that's pretty much the only tone that you could carry on top of there and it would actually work. Um, I do like the the samples from other songs that came into the mix. It definitely was a good vibe in that aspect because it makes you pay attention to what's going on with it. I believe that this was a theory piece. I believe that this was something that was put together for Bond, but put together in more of a modern take on what they believe Bond is. And especially coming from an artist of her stature that is very unique in her approach and how they come across, I can see why you don't necessarily like it, but you're comparing it to the other Bond songs. I'm taking it as a standalone song that maybe could have been on the album. I wouldn't have it as the headliner, but it definitely would have been on the album and it would have made sense for the soundtrack. Um, As far as for the pick... I mean, I, I see where Damon's coming from with it. And, you know, for the fact that she can be only so many people can say that they actually wrote a Bond song and, and got it premiere for the movie. Like, you know, there's only a chosen few that can actually say that. It's not it's not an everyday situation that everybody can have that under their belt. So and it had to be approved right. by the group in order to get put out there. So somebody liked it. Um, with that being said, for me. I can listen to it a couple of times just because I like Billie Eilish's music and I'm looking at it from a standalone aspect, not attaching the bond with it. If I attach the bond with it, then it's definitely mid-tier. But if I keep the bond aspect out of it and just literally just focus on the song, it's one of those I can I can put on repeat for a while. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I was interested in hearing what your, your thoughts were. You know, Dietrich, from your background with being a dj being you know doing music and all that so but uh yeah so to each their own I, I mean, what, you know, what as, about my take i'm the movie guy <laughs> <laughs> well since you shit all over it you know. <laughs> all, I'm, all i'm saying is the movie got pushed back for two years no one said hey let's revisit this song and maybe i don't know make it better <laughs> right I, you know, I, I, I still disagree. I think it fit the movie really well. I love the movie, actually. Um, and uh, I was really excited to see it. Like, I, I can see where you're like, okay, where you're, where you're coming from. Like, oh, you should have had some of the artists maybe come back that did previous, you know, the previous theme songs uh, throughout James Bond or like Daniel, Daniel Craig's career with James Bond. Um, but, uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I just I, I think I, I think it's funny because like I know you just watched the movie recently, right? Right. And like and like your your yeah. favorite original song that was nominated just came out. It's like those people are like, my favorite movie was Spider Man, you know, No Way Home or whatever. Like, dude, that movie just came out. Your favorite movie of all time just came out a month ago. Like, come on, come on. I was pretty psyched about this, man. I paid for this. I don't pay for movies at home. I pay for that shit. 
I actually <laughs> wanted to see it really bad. Uh, I've been waiting to, to mention Billie Eilish. So, I mean, this was a, to me, I kind of see where you're coming from. I, I was thinking, okay, there's tons of movies that were, you know, they won awards or they were nominated and I could have picked any of those movies, but this, it just happened to fall in place with, I just saw the movie. I, I watched it twice, I think. And, uh, Billie Eilish is one of my favorite artists. So, man, bitch. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah. so, so before we move on, uh, from the current season of, of uh, current Academy Awards, the the other thing that I wanted to mention is it has an Encanto song on there, but it's not the we don't talk about Bruno. How is that not nominated? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I haven't seen it. I don't know. I'm like, yeah. what uh, are you talking about? This is coming from somebody that hasn't seen Revenge of the Nerds. No, I'm just kidding. It, Right. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Shots fired. Shots fired. Yeah. And Brandon, um, sorry, sorry, it's not Nick Cave. You know, you didn't do No Time to Die. Sorry, man. I would totally. Some would test that Cave. nerd. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to. I want to. You Nick probably Cave could do a good now. That'd be awesome, actually. I think. Yeah. So, like, <sighs> this is what I think too. Actually, this is probably fallen, fallen right in line with how they pick artists for the Academy Awards and stuff like that. I think that Nick Cave could do a really good Bond Dude, movie. I think song. I just don't know if he would win because of whatever reason. You know what I mean? I think I think what's gonna happen one day, dude, is you're gonna be listening to a Nick Cave song <laughs> and then No, what's gonna happen gonna is like you're gonna you're gonna like, or something. You're gonna smile and smirk and like you you go that son of a bitch, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you let me know when that happens, because <laughs> Damon said, "Okay, I reloaded." Is that going to be the same night that you like give me roofies or some shit? Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, one day it might, one day it might just click, and you'll you'll finally understand why Nick Cave is great. Don't eat the brownies. <laughs> I like artists for different reasons, probably than you do, and you know, and Taj and Dietrich. Maybe my reasons are not great. I don't know. <laughs> now I'm questioning all of my. my oh, don't, don't do nah, that. don't do that. Nah, don't Wait, do that. No, I'm just, I'm just Everybody's kidding. Got different date. I'm just kidding. Wait. Fuck your choices now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Why do we even? Why are we even doing the podcast? <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, it's opposite uh, day now. It's like the Academy Awards. We're just gonna, you know, we're gonna pick everything that you wouldn't want, right? <laughs> no so mind doing background shot noises. So what? <laughs> So Brandon, do you want to go next, or do you want a buffer? I, I'm, I'll, let I'll let Deidre go. Cause, <laughs> okay. Yeah, let you Deidre go. Yeah, okay. please. I need, I, need, I, need, I need a moment here. <laughs> I, just sl- I just slammed one of your choice choices, not even from this episode. <laughs> no, no, like I, I like I picked on I picked on a song, and you're always picking on a whole catalog of an artist. <laughs> <laughs> I created a scenario for him too, but you know, I did say that I thought he would do a really good Bond theme. Hey yo, <laughs> I need my DJ equipment. <laughs> oh yeah, you need one of those. 
<laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, how about them Cowboys? All right. So, my Great. pick is... I, I'm just going to get right into it. I ain't going to do no build-ups or nothing of that nature. I picked Streets of Philadelphia by the boss himself, Bruce Springsteen, for the movie Philadelphia. Gonna leave me wasting away on the streets of Philadelphia. Um, first and foremost, it's the boss. Who the hell is going to be mad at that? Second point, it's Tom Hanks. Who the hell is going to be mad at that? Third of all, it was a great movie. So, by hands down, it was like, it was a good movie. They brought awareness of HIV and AIDS uh, during a time frame where everybody was having homophobic thoughts and and going at people and, and, you know, trying to scare people away like they're the plague or something. In actuality, it was a whole other situation just because of lack of knowledge. So... Now that, you know, we go into the song, the song was specifically made for the movie back in 1993 because um, it was to dealing with pain and abandonment, which is basically what the main character, excuse me, the protagonist was going through at the time. So um, just for that fact alone, I thought it brought a lot of awareness to to the disease that brought a lot of or virus excuse me it brought a lot of awareness to how people act amongst each other and, and basically show humanity for what it was and how we could get better but you know, as you can see now you know ace is now household name we've kind of like gone over it hiv and the whole nine they're glancing over it now to the point where it's like it's not that big and they're gonna do corona and, and COVID the same way and all this other stuff and you still got people dying from it so like Give it its respect that it's due. And I think the song was a beautiful rendition of what that's supposed to be about. It, what, I, what I'm surprised in is you go with Tom Hanks and you gloss over Denzel. <laughs> What's up with that? I mean, that was my that was my like right left counterpunch in case somebody <laughs> wants to say some other shit. Yeah, you got Denzel Washington in there too, you know, playing around with it. But yeah, it's um He's just playing around. Yeah, just playing around. <laughs> He's Tom just Hanks there. <laughs> Tom Hanks one of my top five actors, dead or alive. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, anything he's pretty much in, I'm I'm pretty much down for. Yeah, he is uh, Animal House, right? No, not Animal House. Uh, what's that one with a party? He throws a bachelor party. party. Yeah, bachelor party, like the donkeys coming out the window or some shit. Or- yep. Yep, bachelor party. That was a good one. Okay. Animal. But yeah, so y'all jump in. Say what you gotta say. It, I I liked it. It was a good song. Um, it was. Uh, I never heard the song before, but it, I enjoyed it. It was really good. So, yeah. Yes, I haven't seen the movie. So. No, but I I, I thought you would have at least heard the song because it was on the radio a lot. Uh, I don't think so. So. But so so I was curious. I meant to go back and listen to it, but I didn't get a chance because it, it there was two songs from Philadelphia that year. That there was the other song that was just Philadelphia, done by Neil Young, and then there's Streets mm-hmm. of Philadelphia by Bruce Springsteen. But were they completely different or? Yes. No? Okay. Gotcha. Yes, completely different songs. Okay, gotcha. All right. It, it, I like the boss's song though. It was a good song. Nice. Yeah, and, and I, I think the song is great. Um, I've always liked the song. I definitely think it's deserving of the best original song the year that it came out. 
Um, yeah, no, I know. It's always been a good song. I love Bruce Springsteen. I like the boss. Um, he's done some great music for different movies too. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, excellent choice. It's, it's memorable. You know, you, you remember the, the melody to that, to that song and, you know, and, and the song has a, a, a great message and, um, yeah, you know, and Tom Hanks, of course, in the film is phenomenal. Denzel's great. Um, yeah, yeah. Good choice. I mean, can't go wrong. I, that definitely is one of the one of the great original songs, and and very deserving of it too. And I just like the fact that you know, in the category it was in when it when it won, it was supposed to win. Compared yeah. to everything else that was in there, it, it actually was a good setup. It wasn't a screw over by any means. It was a legitimate great song, and they couldn't pass on it. So, yeah, and I mean, he was the right person for that song too. You know, sometimes yeah. sometimes they you get these like big, big, um, artists who will do like an original song. And the dream is like, I'm going to get nominated and I'm going to win the Oscar. Right. Like sometimes that happens. Like they do these songs for these movies just so that they can like pad their, their resume a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't, I don't think for a second, the boss did that movie for that reason. You know, like he's, He's always been, you know, a an advocate for for the working class and and you know fights the fights the good fight and and uh, you know yeah I, I don't think he I don't think he did it to win that Oscar I think he did it because he wanted to raise awareness and uh, you know he had something to say and that song definitely does. Yep, um, I agree. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I love that movie. It, it brings me back to like just—it's it, a '90s movie, right? Like early '90s, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's anything that came out in the early '90s, mid '90s, like great movie. Um, I don't know what they're doing. Like, it, obviously, there's there's still good movies that come out, but that that era, I just I just love. Um, like Tom Hanks is that you know he's doing Sleepless in Seattle and all the other shit that he was doing and his 80s stuff was great too. But yeah, this is a real serious movie. I like his serious side as an actor, um, just as well as his funny side, but yeah, the boss, man, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, if you don't like the boss then I don't know, maybe you got some wax in your ears or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Just throw it out there. It's the boss. It's Philadelphia. Fight me. What what you want to do? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, cool. Sad, right? Yeah. All right. So yeah, I think uh, I think that was a good buffer in between. You know, got everybody calm down. Right. You, you, you cool some heads. Use some mind thoughts. <laughs> exactly. Brandon, hit us with what you got, bro. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm afraid. <laughs> be afraid. Be very afraid. Um. All right. So this was tough for me. Uh, I am that guy who watches the Oscars every year. Um, I don't agree with a lot of the uh, a lot of the winners every every year and all the different categories. Um, I've never been the biggest fan of original song. Um, I think a lot of times I just don't like original songs that they they pick for these movies uh, or for these like nominations. Um, but occasionally you get this, like you get really good songs that are deserving of the nomination and of the award. 
Um, you know, there's so many good ones I've won throughout the years, and it was tough for me to pick. Uh, but the one I went with was from the movie uh, Once, which came out in 2007. It won Best Original Song at the 80th Academy Awards. The song is Falling Slowly by Glenn Hansard and Marketa Yerkolova. Hopefully, I, I did not butcher that name. Um, yeah, I, I, I have this fondness for the movie. Once uh, I saw it at the movie theater with uh, with my wife Amy, and we both fell in love with this romantic musical, uh, this comedy drama, the relationship, the chemistry between the two leads, which are the artists and the writers and the singers of this song, they're also the leads in this movie, um, just just fell in love with the whole thing. And, and it's always been a special movie for me and, and a special movie for, for Amy and I. And uh, the songs are just phenomenal. Uh, you know, this kind of independent, folky rock. Um, just, it's just such a, such a unique, special film. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what, what do I want to say? Um, I, I definitely think it's deserving of, of best original song. The song was, was written during the production. Um, they did record the song, um, as a duo for their band, the swell season, uh, Glenn Hansard and his band, the frames also recorded a version of it, but, uh, Marquetta and, and Glenn, created this song uh like i said on on the on set during the production um the song's used in a scene at this musical shop and she's at the piano he's at guitar and he's trying to teach her the song and and it's just it's it's movie magic for me um i also actually saw glenn hansard live at uh stubbs uh many many years ago and he puts on a great show, live, like just energetic. I mean, this guy was breaking guitar picks uh, on an acoustic guitar, and uh, he just—he—he's—he has such uh, a presence, and and the their relationship is in the, in the movie is just incredible. I I think I had read before that you know they had a, a, a budding relationship for a little bit after it. And if you watch the movie, you can see why. I mean, you, you know, it just, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's so, so, so honest and realistic. And, and the song is just, I don't know. It's, it's very special. And uh, I, I really like the message of the song. Um, I like what it has to say. It's, it's got a great beat. And uh, yeah, that's my choice. Falling slowly from once. Oh, and one more thing I want to say really quick, too. One one thing, one of the reasons why I picked the song, too, I've always prefer original songs actually be in the movie and not just some song in the end credits. I can't stand that. It irritates me. So I like when songs are actually part of the film, part of the narrative. And uh, this song definitely was. And that's one of the reasons why this got pushed to the top of my list, uh, because it's it's used prominently in the in the film. So cool.
So, what do you have, Damon? Was that a dig at my pick? <laughs> I think no, that no, no, is it. No, no time no, to die. Only in the credits, or is it in the movie? No, that's not a pig at you. That's my general feeling. Like I don't, I don't like songs that I'm used. Like, like for example, one song that I thought about was like "Lose Yourself" from Eminem. But I don't, I didn't pick it because I don't like that it was just used in the end credits. Like it wasn't actually used. Dietrich, in the movie. what do you think? Dietrich's making a face. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me, let me interject on that because what they did was they used bits and pieces of the song throughout the movie, building right, up right. basically he's, to he's that. Writing, point. He's writing the song in the movie. You can see the lyrics, um, but but I'm I'm just saying for like that's just an example where I don't like I've never been a fan of like oh yeah. We wrote the song and we just tacked it on at the very end. Now, I'm not saying that that's lose yourself is not the example I'm trying to use. I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. That's an eight mile. Yeah, from eight miles. That's eight mile. Yeah, I get what you're saying. In effect, when when you have a song that you play at the end credits or a song that that's supposed to represent a movie, that song is supposed to be in the movie in some way, shape, form or fashion. Right. It's supposed to represent the totality of what the movie is about. And yeah. when they choose songs that aren't, you're you're really at that point now. You're just trying to grab grab names off off the headstone of that rather than actually right. focusing on the song itself. So I right. get where you're coming from, right? Like, yeah, you, but, is, yeah, lose yourself isn't the greatest example because like that song definitely sums up the plot. But a lot of times you get these songs where like you got a big artist and they record this end credit song, and you're like, where did that come from? You know, yeah. So. Yeah, and you don't ever hear that song unless you listen to the end credits. But all right. of a sudden, that song is nominated for something, and it's like, right. yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and okay. at, at least Eminem was actually in the movie, so you know, like you Eminem know was mean. in the movie. Lose right, yourself right. was prominent. Like when he's on the bus, you know, you'll hear little bits and pieces they'll they'll throw right. in. You only get one shot. You know, right. building right. it up to the situation, so it was definitely built throughout. So I was right. like. But other than that, I see yes, a couple yes problems. No. Yeah. 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 But anyway, we're talking about falling slowly from yep. once. <laughs> Now, Falling Slowly was definitely cool. I had not seen the movie, but I did listen to the song over and over just so I can get a good feel for it. It was a great song, great piece. Very airy, very um, very intent on the direction of where they were going with the song. And even looking at the, um, uh, I believe it was the movie cover, like the front cover of it, they're, they're walking. And then you just happen to look down and they're walking on a guitar. And I was like, ah, on the neck of a guitar. I was like, ah, that's that's nice. That's gangster. That's how it came up when, whenever I pulled the song up. And it was like, okay, okay, this might have some meaning to it. It's like the way that the artwork was done with it was very nice. So I definitely love the song. I definitely love the chemistry. You can definitely hear that in their voices and how they tone in with their harmonies, how they put everything together. And Oh, I'm cool with it. That was a good one. Great pick. Nice. Yeah, I can see where you'd like it. Like uh, you saw it with your wife, and I mean that's that's a that's a really nice song. Um, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know like how it fits in the movie. But I mean, I, yeah, I take your word for it, man. Like, it, it, I think it's cool that you had seen the artist live, uh, Glenn Hansard, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's an actor and a musician, and. Mostly a musician. Oh, uh, okay. 
it's like that Lady Gaga movie. It kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Um, you know, with the du- the duet. What was that called? Yeah, it, Shallows. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 This, this, this song was way before Shallows, and, and this one. Right. It's hard to say they're equally good, but this one was before it, like way before it. And I love that the shallow yeah. song shallow. So like this is actually kind of like yeah, I like that vibe, the couple yeah. vibe. What were we gonna say, Tosh? Oh no, go, go ahead. Oh, okay, well yeah, just that vibe, you know, like the uh, the duet, the couple. Like if it's done really well, they and they they're good musicians. There's good, you know, instrumental with you know the vocals, and yeah, I'm down for that. That's a good pick. I could see why they would win. So, do you think that? What do you think, Brandon? Do you think that they were like an underdog that that came out on top? Well, I, I don't think they were the underdog to win this song. Um, yeah. But I think the movie was an underdog. You know, it was it was something that, I, if I remember yeah. right, it was something that they shot just for fun. And the original idea was we're going to make this movie and we're going to have it as like a DVD that you can buy at our concerts. And then the movie ended up turning out a lot different than I think they anticipated. And the response was just incredible. And that is, you know, it became a cultural phenomenon. And, and what I mean by that is like, there's so many covers of this song and it also became an award winning Broadway musical as well. Oh, it did. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's like, uh, promotional piece turned into like you know like a masterpiece that's yeah that's that's pretty impressive yeah i like i like to hear that because i was like wow i wish i could just wake up and do something for fun and then have it get an award <laughs> yeah i mean and then turn into into a musical man that's wow talented people yeah that's awesome yeah so yeah i've uh i've seen the movie because brandon showed me the movie <laughs> so um and if I remember correctly, like it's it's not a romantic love, like because he he has a wife, right? It, so it's kind of the movie ends up with them like they they love each other, but it's not like a romantic love, right? Because he goes back to his wife at the end. No, he his wife had already his his girlfriend had left him, and he's by oh, okay. himself, and he's okay. he's a he's a wannabe musician who he works for his father, and he works on vacuums. And uh, I remember uh, the vacuum song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so. it's 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 the the actress singer uh, Marquetta. She's uh-huh. the one that's married and has like a kid. Oh, and that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. But her relationship is complicated, and and then they start to develop something. But yeah, yeah. And so the the other thing, like, if you guys want to see this movie, because the other part is there's a song that she sings where she. Uh, pops in the cassette tape because uh, she's listening to his music and she's trying to come up with lyrics for it. And if I remember correctly, Brandon, it isn't a, a steel cam of her like leaving the apartment, walking down the stairs and walking the street, singing the whole song. Like, is it all one take? Um, one song? It, if it wasn't one take, it was definitely very, very few takes for sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, so the movie in, in itself was amazing. But yeah, I, I remember this song very fondly and yeah it's an amazing song like yeah so yeah it sounds like they, they don't always get it wrong right <laughs> no they don't always get it wrong sometimes they do get it right and right. the other songs that were nominated that year one was from a movie called august rush which probably nobody remembers and then i remember 
I do remember and then, that. And there were three songs <laughs> that were from uh, Enchanted with Amy Adams. Three songs from that movie were nominated. And uh, yeah. I, the Academy definitely got it right. <laughs> yeah, they got it right. The other two are too commercialized. Um, they, I didn't, I didn't have any feeling out of either one of those. Um, it definitely enchanted, sucked in my opinion. And uh, August Rush was like, "Why did we make this?" So, but <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, it, it definitely had its, it, it had its moment, and I'm glad that, that they capitalized on that. So, not mad. So Amy Adams was the artist, like she was like doing the music too, or no? What in Enchanted? Yeah, like she was. She singing. she was a singer in some parts. Yeah. The the movie, like she was, yeah, she was a lead actress in the film. Nice. So, so I just have to ask because uh, uh, the songs that were eligible, there were songs off of music and lyrics, and off of Walk Hard. That didn't get nominated. Should any of those had been nominated? I'm just curious. Walk hard. <laughs> <laughs> the Dewey Cox story. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> don't come here, Dewey. You don't want none of this shit. <laughs> What's it gonna do? It's gonna get you high. <laughs> I mean, I think like if you they nominated three songs from Enchanted, couldn't we have just had one? And then a song from Walk Hard, and then maybe a song from Music and Lyrics, you know? No, because those, once you get nominated, that puts you in the story. That puts you in the in crowd. That's where they want you. They want you in the in crowd. So just for having a nomination itself, it's like, okay, we're throwing you a bone. Um, here, you can come to this after party now. That's but, what it's about. But wouldn't it have been great? Because the Oscars normally have... Uh, presentations performances of the songs wouldn't it have been great to have john c Riley being dewey cox at the academy awards doing a, a, a walk hard song kind of like kind of like uh when blame canada got nominated from south park and robin williams was up there singing the blame canada song at the academy awards john c Riley's awesome yeah Shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake. Shake and bake. <laughs> the magic man. Woo! Oh, and, and I just want to like say, too, you know, definitely one of my favorite original songs was theme from Shaft. That was a song that won best, best original song. But because it was something I had used before, I wanted to go with something different. All good. Yeah. Definitely all good. And And then, yeah. And plus, and then Dietrich had picked. Yeah. You know, it's hard to actually hit a pill. Right. Which one Oscar was best original song as well? Right. Anyway. Definitely cool. So, are we done with side A? I mean, I think we're done blitzing each other. So, yeah. I think it's your turn, Taj. All right. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Wow. <laughs> You're exhausted. How do they do Academy Awards? They must all be like, <laughs> I'm done for the rest of the year. All right. All right so, so this is a time where we're going to go ahead and flip the record, and we're going to start playing side B. All right. So um, I had picked the album uh, this time. I picked uh, the artist uh, Chainsmokers, and the album I had picked was Memories Do Not Open. Um, so I... 
you know, you know, I try and listen to new music. So like I, I look at the new music, I kind of skip singles. And like, if it's an album, I try and listen to the album, give it a try. And this was one of those albums that I first, um, when I first listened to it, like I liked it instantly. And then I was, um, you know, there were songs off of it that eventually got on the radio. So the album was released in 2017. Um, so the, I didn't really know much about the 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 uh, the artist, um, but the artist is it's two guys that were previously a sorry let me go here I uh, got my got my notes um, it's two guys so it's uh, Alexander uh, Paul and Andrew uh, Taggett and so they were an EDM pop duo um, and so they um, you know the, they're the beats are awesome. The songs are, yeah. I mean, I think each song is it, on this album is is totally unique. Um, the lyrics, the lyrics get me all the time on this, uh, you know. And um, it's, I don't know, it it has, it, it's you know, explicit for a reason. But you know, the it's, you know, they say the curse words for a reason, you know, and so. Um, but yeah, it just—it's a cool album. If um, all right, so for my choice pack, yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me. Break up every night. I like a lot. Uh, sometimes just like this, which is the one with Coldplay. I like. I even like the Florida Georgia Line one, which is uh, Last Day Alive. Um, but yeah, the one thing I will say is going back on this is thinking on it because i'm not sure how you guys are gonna like this and and i <laughs> i was i had a hard time with this the, the album in general and, and it may be the artist but it kind of feels like it's an album for like late 20s early 30s <laughs> like the, the the themes of the songs and so you know i know it's kind of weird for an older person to listen to those themes but there's still some truth there <laughs> and so i don't know and i thought the songs were really good so that that's why why I picked it. <laughs> so, not knowing how my other co-hosts would like it. So, <laughs> so it's bigger, better, better than Megan Trainer. At least I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I picked something a, a step above. So, <laughs> not going to win. Well, I was going to jump right in. So, M83 is kind of a similar artist, but I think they're a better artist in some ways. Not to say I don't like the Chainsmokers. And I see where you're coming from with the age bracket, with the 20s and 30s. Uh, right off the bat, Bloodstream is my favorite song. The lyrics kind of have, they kind of like are the epitome of like my 20s, you know, like don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, feeling kind of like I'm lost, fucked up, whatever. Um, making mistakes and then fixing it up, but like realizing, yeah, I'm going to make mistakes and that's fine because I'm young, you know. That's kind of the vibe I got from this band too. It's like, yeah, you know, I think they are younger than me, I'm sure. But um I mean I can relate, you know. So that's cool. Like I I, I don't have a problem with that. I think that that's kind of where you were kind of not sure what we would think about that, you know, as far as like but like I, I like a lot of artists that are younger too. So Yeah. Uh, like Billy Eilish is twenty or something, you know. But uh yeah, I can't always relate to what they're talking about generationally. You know, every decade, there's, like, a different thing going on style-wise. Uh, music changes a lot. But, I mean, I love changes in music. Um, and so I mentioned M83. And 
So Hurry Up We're Dreaming is like an album that I really like. And I think that vibe on that album is about the same pace as this. And so that's kind of where even like their cover, the cover of the album looks similar. Uh, okay. It's the same. It's like a similar vibe. I like M83, just like I like a lot of these other 2012, 29 to 2012 bands. Now, this is a no, Chainsmokers came out when? When they start their thing? They're like a newer uh, 20, band, right? Uh, yeah, 2015. Yeah. Okay. 2017 when they released the album, but their first couple of singles were 2015. Are they all this slow? I haven't listened to the other albums, but no. I like how they, okay. So they're Sorry. stuff's fast paced. I thought there yeah. was a more fast paced song from the Chainsmokers. This whole album is yeah. kind of like slow though, which is fine. And I think it has a little Ben Folds vibe, which I think you like, Ty. Yeah, yeah. For so sure. that's I can see that, man. Yeah. That's yeah. that's I like how you uh yeah you you brought in a really good band that and they are a good band they're 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 talented dude they're uh they're good musicians they can play instruments you know um they have lyrics that mean something so that's a good pick for that it's I, like I I don't think that um they're not like my favorite that's not my favorite album but I think I might like more from the Chainsmokers off this album okay but, um, yeah that's my take on that so. Yeah, uh, Sick Boy is my favorite album from them. Um, that was the next year, twenty eighteen. Okay, but, check it out. Um, yeah, check it out when you get a chance. But here's here's what I think about them. Um, they're excellent producers. They're they're damn sure good DJs, good good EDM bunch. And this was their debut album to to boot to to basically say you know here we are we're gonna switch it up we're not gonna go straight trans straight edm straight bounce all over the place we're gonna actually put together quality music make you listen to it yes it was a little bit of a slower pace but it was done deliberately um because that's the way that they wanted to approach it they wanted to to show a, a different side of edm that people weren't necessarily used to at that point in time because that's when edm was literally coming to the fold where you had to recognize it as its own music genre um so then as far as you know, commerciality, it's there. Um, as far as the sound and the production behind it, top notch. As far as the songs, the songs were definitely okay. Like anytime you get Coldplay on a song outside of their own band playing it, like that's that's you know a, an accomplishment within itself. That threw um, me off. Yeah, I was like, wow, I know that. Yeah, I like Wake Up Alone uh, with uh, Janae Akio. Um, uh, what else was on here? Paris was on here. Right. Bloodstream was a good one. Uh, probably my favorite one was going to be something just like this, just because, like I said, it's Coldplay. But um, my next to that would be like favorite B would be Wake Up Alone with Janae Akio. Um, and like I said, it's a good album, good approach, good thought. Very, very happy that you went with this one rather than your other choice that you were talking <laughs> about doing at the time. So, um, yeah, yeah, all around good pick. Okay. So, so Brandon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, overall, I, I didn't think it was all that bad. Um, yeah, definitely. I think the other one that you might have gone with, I would have not liked. Period. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but this one's not too bad. Like I wasn't really feel familiar with the Chainsmokers. I've heard the name. Maybe they might have been on SNL or something, and I probably skipped through it. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, overall, it wasn't bad. Like, definitely, it, they definitely, I could tell that they were producers. 
you know, like, because I mean, it, it's very polished. And, uh, and then of course, all the, um, all the artists that they have on this, uh, on this album too, you know, like, like you could definitely tell that they're like friends or I've worked with, with these artists before and, and like maybe, you know, called in a favor or two. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, overall, I, I didn't think it was too bad. Like, I definitely lost interest, like, later on in the album. Um, like, just the songs towards the end, I'm just like, okay. Um, but definitely the ones in, 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 like, the first half or the first few definitely kept me interested. Um, yeah, it was, it was fine. Like, again, it's one of those things where, like, I don't know them. I'm not familiar with them. Um, this album hasn't really necessarily changed my mind about like discovering the chain smokers. Uh, but I'm not I, I, like, I enjoyed listening to it. Um, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible. So, uh, you know, it was, it was decent. It was decent. You know, like they're not, they're not the worst new band by any means. And, uh, and definitely they have some songs that I think are pretty catchy. And, uh, the one I thought that was catchy because I like the energy was break up every night. I just enjoyed the just I don't know, like it was just fun to listen to. The lyrics were fun. I liked the beat. Um, I like the beat a lot on Bloodstream as well too. But uh, break up every night was definitely my favorite. And uh, I'm not gonna talk anymore because I'm tired of boring everybody. Um, so yeah, it was all right. It, it was all right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That, that's a that's a pass. That's a pass. That's a, that's a good grade. You got a seventy. Good job, Tosh. Now, um, I was gonna say that you know they they've actually made their their uh, name for themselves by doing remixes and, and remakes off of people's songs. Um, also, uh, their singles like the singles that you don't necessarily have on albums. Their singles hold a lot more weight, especially in radio play and airplay. So. You know, I could show you a couple of singles that you probably have never thought of, but you probably have heard on the radio or passing somebody somewhere. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a Chainsmokers song. And you're like, oh, OK. Well, yeah, I, now I get it. So, yeah, definitely this album wasn't the one that, you know, is would say that, you know, they made their fame and start them off of. But it's more so the singles. Right. And, and it, I'm trying to think. Oh, good. Oh, I was going to no, say, isn't the Coldplay song, isn't that on one of Coldplay's al- albums, too? And then it's like a it's like a single on this? Yeah, I think they co-shared it. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, I didn't Yeah, I didn't know. I, like, I guess, like, Emotional Oranges are producers, too. But, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know um, what came first. But I guess it was about the same time, I think, right? Um, I would say Chainsmokers came first. Um they definitely then, have uh, their okay. vibes. Yeah. 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 That's where I would go with that. So. And I want to say I've seen Chainsmokers as guests, like, like they're guest artists on other people's albums or other people's songs. Like I've seen, I know I've seen a couple tracks there, like so-and-so with Chainsmokers, you know? Yeah. yeah they're producing the tracks though. Like that don't let me yeah. down track and things like that. You know, yeah. they definitely they have their singles that are that are, you know, top of the charts or whatever charts that you're looking at. Um, but, you know, for the most part, it's good to hear some album cuts and, and see what's going on behind the scenes, so to speak. Right. So I want to say I heard one of their songs like just on like Sirius XM or something. And then I 
then I checked out the song on Pandora and then I went down the rabbit hole with that. And I think I came across this album once for one of the songs. And, uh, I don't think it was the, I don't think it was Paris that, that drew me to it. It was, it was one of the other songs. I'm not sure which one it was, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, that's cool. Cool. Okay. So Brandon. Yes, Taj. Well, I mean, I got to thinking, you know, our next episode is number 25. And I know you have homework for us, but I was thinking, could we maybe do something special for episode 25? I think we can. But that doesn't mean <laughs> that you don't have homework in a couple weeks. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Okay. But we're not, we're not, we're not going to give away the surprise, are we? No, no, I don't okay. care Google. So no, no, but yes, next episode, next week's episode is episode twenty-five, and we are gonna do something a little bit different, something a little unique to to celebrate this uh, this amazing uh, triumph that we've accomplished here. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So it's it's gonna be a foil covered issue is that what is that we're doing holographic foil covered that's right yes yeah yeah totally um for only 99.95 right but uh yeah four easy payments of 99.95 right right exactly yeah Yeah, there's four of us we need our piece of the pie here yeah but definitely we're all clear now Definitely, definitely stay tuned next week for a, a special episode. We're going to do things a, a little bit different. Um, yeah. But uh, you guys. Backstreet Boys trivia. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Backstreet's back. <laughs> All right. Need <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, to <don't> knock it. <laughs> but, but, Ty, that doesn't yes. mean. That you don't have homework. You cannot skip out on your homework. Okay. <laughs> so, in two weeks' time, um, the... Or Fortnite. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, in two, two weeks' time, we, uh, we're going to have... The, your homework is going to be uh, my, my Choice album. And uh, are you guys ready for this? I am picking an album from the year 2018. Oh hell! What? Yeah, oh I my know. Gosh. It is all right. A album from a Swedish heavy metal rock band. Let's get the it. Band band's name is Ghost, and the album is called Prequel. Oh fuck! Here we go. Yes, Ghost Prequel. Okay. So we're gonna get into it. Okay. We're gonna get yeah. into it. Okay. I told you guys, heavy metal was coming. You had me at Swedish heavy heavy metal. Swedish I, heavy metal. Said. I thought you were gonna do a insane clown posse. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So <laughs> that that's our special episode next week. Is our favorite insane clown posse song. <laughs> How did you know, man? I I just knew. I'm I'm clairvoyant. I can see it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's your homework. Two weeks time, but uh, definitely stay tuned for next week's uh, special engagement. All right. 
So uh, you can find uh, Choice Tracks on our website or send us an email at choicetracks at, at gmail.com. Uh, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. And let's go and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Backstreet's back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm very interested to see how much I get into Swedish metal now. We went from Academy Awards to Swedish metal. So this is a see we, we, we have variety folks. We don't like just one thing. Or or I went from folk rock from the sixties to <laughs> Swedish heavy metal in twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Oh my gosh, you're like Bill and Ted. You just you went you just went back and forth in time, man. <laughs> All right. Excellent. <laughs> It's going to be a ride. It's going to be a Swedish metal ride. Oh, yeah. I don't know how that's going to look. But anyway. Ty, are you trying to sign us off here? Yes, I am. Go ahead and do it. All right. So we're going to pick up that needle, but you keep spinning those choice tracks. (laughs) And the award goes to.